Hey everybody, this is a new series of episodes here at Keep Talking that I'm calling Sensitive Subjects. I wanted to do this because we live in a time where we are often afraid to speak our minds on certain issues, but I think it's important to do so. Now, in these episodes, I'll be expressing my opinion on the subject at hand, and my opinions don't necessarily reflect the opinion of Keep Talking as an organization. I'm not an expert on most of these subjects, but I am doing enough basic research before recording to have gained enough knowledge about the topic to have an opinion that I think is worth sharing. All right. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Well, of all the sensitive subjects, topics, this one is probably the one that relates most to what I do since I am a personal trainer in my spare time and since I am very into health and fitness. Um, fat shaming, as it's called, quote unquote. Fat shaming. What is what is fat shaming exactly? It's funny because like if you if I look up a definition of it, like the first thing that comes up is it's like this Wikipedia article called The Social Stigma of Obesity. And then it talks about, well, all of the different things that um, people who suffer from, you know, obesity or just being overweight in general um, deal with. And it's a lot of discrimination in a lot of, of areas, um, things that I really wasn't even aware of before. Um, and, you know, like looking, it's just, it's something I hear about a lot, you know, fat shaming, body shaming, essentially either discriminating against, holding negative views of, saying negative things about, criticizing often directly and often in a way to humiliate someone uh, who has, well, uh, you know, who is obese or who is significantly overweight. And what got me thinking about this topic is it's actually, you know, in a lot of the the fitness podcasts that I listen to, for example, it's honestly, it's kind of like the opposite is, is what I hear about. But what do I mean by that? So like I hear nowadays that there's this trend in society towards wanting to make obesity seem okay. Now I'm, I'm I don't want to like totally sound like I'm gonna be an be an a hole during this whole podcast because I'm not like I have a very kind of like mixed nuanced view on this, but I hear from other people in the fitness space about how there's all this information out there saying that you know like it's great and it's okay and it's acceptable to be you know obese and overweight and you know whether it's talking about like plus size models or whether it's talking about you know, the opposite of fat shaming, which would be quote unquote, like fit shaming or skinny shaming. Um, but anyway, there's a lot of information out there that supposedly is kind of, you know, doing the opposite of what fat shaming is and saying like, no, it's okay. It's good. It's even great to, to be, you know, uh, overweight and, you know, you got to love your body and accept yourself for who you are, et cetera. And some people in the fitness space will say, you know, this is not good because what that's going to do is it's going to just promote more people to just, you know, be okay with being obese when at the end of the day, being obese is unhealthy. It, it is in general, it's, it's bad for our health if we are obese. Okay. Um, and I don't even need to get into all of the different medical conditions that obesity, obesity can cause and, and be linked to. Um, and so some people in the fitness space worry about that. And, you know, I mean, um, there's, there's also talk, this is maybe a little bit I don't know how much I believe in this, but apparently it's happening where their um, doctors are starting to make, they're starting to say that obesity is something that's that's like a genetic disease, that it's something that we don't have that much control over, which, 
I listen to several other podcasts who talk about this, and I agree with what they say. What they say is that, no, obesity is something that we do definitely have a lot of control over because if you look at it, as I understand it, human beings like obesity didn't even really exist very much until recent times when we started having an overabundance of food available in the first world. Uh, it's funny because obesity, as I understand it, in you know uh, many, many decades and centuries ago would have been reserved for only the people who were the wealthiest, the ones that had access to that much resources and food. So obesity was a sign of great wealth um, and influence back in the day, apparently. Now, nowadays, it's you know become the opposite. It's often a sign of lack of financial resources because in a country like the U.S. here, all of our our least healthy foods, our you know really bad foods, our fast foods, things like that, are the cheapest. And so it, the, you know the the less money you have the harder it is it, like how do i put this okay if you have no money and no resources where depending on where you live in the world yeah you might suffer from malnutrition however in a place like the us where most people do have enough money to purchase food often the food that you're able to purchase with not making that much money is like the worst most unhealthy food that you can buy which is why obesity in general i haven't even looked up the statistics on this but it like in general obesity is a big problem particularly among people who are less financially well off in the u.s now obesity is a big problem in the u.s just in general okay um the point is though i wanted to talk about this whole this this fat shaming kind of as a, a as a you know the, the psychology behind obesity and how we treat obesity in society, both on a societal and an individual level. And I think that, you know, the first thing I want to say is just on an individual level, as someone who is, like I said, I'm a personal trainer in my spare time. I'm working with, well, always at least a couple of different clients at a time. And, um, you know, obviously the biggest thing, well, what's the biggest reason that people come to a personal trainer is because they want to lose weight. They want to burn fat. And I think it's, it's really interesting. Like the way that we word things is extremely important. And I've talked about this in other recent episodes, not related to this, how communication is super important. I actually can't even remember if there's one that's coming out on communication. It might've just got released or it might be released right after this whatever. Okay. Communication is important. It's a big deal. We're all sensitive to different things, to different words. Um, and, uh, and I'm no exception to that. And, you know, it's interesting because other trainers will always talk about like how important it is to communicate things in a certain way that doesn't, you know, offend a client to the point where they wouldn't want to work with you, but also communicates a clear message. Like we can't, we can't lie to people, we can't sugarcoat things. And I was thinking about a time recently, a few months ago, where I was just exchanging some messages with this person who wanted to work with me. And um, I, it's, cause it's funny, cause I don't really push that hard. You know, I have like a regular job, quote unquote, that doesn't deal with personal training. So I only do the personal training in my spare time. So I'm not like out there like trying that hard to get clients, so to speak. But, um, you know, there was one lady that I was, uh, she was interested in working with me and I simply sent her a message. I'm not sure if this was it, but like, I'm not sure if this is why she, you know, didn't message me anymore after this. I didn't follow up with her, but she just talked about how she, 
you know, was interested in losing some weight. And then, um, you know, she says, I think that, you know, lifting weights might be good for me based on what I've heard about the best way to lose weight. And then I responded back saying, you know, yes, I think you're on the right track that doing some resistance training or weightlifting is the best way to burn fat. And then I can't remember what else I said in the message, but like those words I used to burn fat. And I thought to myself afterwards, I'm like, hmm, should I not have used the word fat? Right. Because just the word, I mean, it, it's it's tricky because like, let's just be honest, you know, all of us as human beings, we have a certain amount of fat, you know, me right now, I'm a fairly fit man. I probably am anywhere between, I mean, maybe like 10 to 12 or 13% body fat. When I get really shredded, I'll go down under 10%. Um, and then, you know, if I'm really bulking up, I'm maybe like 14 or 15% body fat, but probably definitely not um, more than that. So I'm a fairly fit man. The point is like, we all have fat. We have plenty of fat on our bodies. Obviously that word just kind of, you know, it rings different to some people, I'm sure, um, who would consider themselves overweight. And it got me to think, it's like, hmm, so yeah, what what is the best way to communicate? Um, you could hear my work cell phone dinging there in the background. Anyway, um, we'll, we'll get back to that later. It can't be that urgent right now. Um, so... I got to thinking to myself after that, it's like, okay, yeah, this is just a really sensitive subject and it's something that we always have to be careful with as trainers. Um, And I'm sorry, who the heck needs to send three messages in a row? I've done other episodes recently on on the the digital message management and stuff like that. All right, hopefully the person, whoever it is, will just stop messaging so many times in a row. That way I can keep my focus here. Okay, I'm I'm pretty sure you can hear those dings in the background. I got to quiet my dings. Okay, so um, back to um, fit, fat, and, um, you know, all that stuff. Um... So for me at this point, it's like when I think about this subject, I'm like, all right, well, I don't get why it would be that. And there's another one. I'm like, I don't get why it would be that offensive. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't understand since I've never really suffered with being overweight or obese. I don't understand. I don't know what it's like. And in theory, you could argue, well, then what even makes you a good trainer if you've never overcome this issue? How are you going to help someone overcome an issue that you've never overcome? It's a good point. We can talk about that some other day. Okay, but the point is, uh, I don't truly understand what it's like to be obese because I've never been obese based on the way we measure it. And so I don't understand the pain that might be associated with that, with hearing someone say something like that. Okay, that's something that I need to keep in mind. And that's something that we all need to keep in mind, the way we communicate things. Um, because like, you know, let me give you an example. Like, like all of us in our areas of what we might consider our weaknesses or our insecurities, you know, like for an obese person, their biggest weakness, their biggest insecurity might be, oh my God, I'm, I'm obese. And they hear someone say the word fat, give any, you know, anything like that might trigger them, right? I don't know what it's like, okay? Any, anything like that might trigger someone. It might really hit them in their weak spot and in their insecurity, okay? Now, for me, what are my insecurities? Stop sending messages. Who is this person sending all these messages? I think I know who it is. Anyway, um, I'm sorry for wasting so much of this podcast with these messages um, and letting myself get distracted. But for me, what are my insecurities? Okay. My insecurities are there's a lot of things as it relates to relationships. Okay. Having been rejected and dumped in odd ways in the past. Um, 
you know, I think, um, how do I put this? Like on paper, people will tell me like, oh yeah, you're a great catch. You know, you're a good looking guy. You have like a cool skill set. You speak other languages. You have a decent job. Um, you know, like on, on paper, like I'm a, I'm a good looking, you know, a good option in relationships, if that makes sense, um, for a woman. Yet, I've had a tendency to either be rejected or dumped for um, a couple different reasons, you know? And so, like, it, it, it's funny because, like, sometimes when we, you know, when we get dumped or something, it's not even like the person has told us directly. But sometimes I have been told, like, directly, like, why I was dumped or rejected, you know? And it can be anything from, like, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, it can be anything from like, oh, you don't do a good job of like taking care of yourself and dressing up and doing your hair. You're a bad dancer. You don't listen to me enough. You're not good enough in bed. Ding, 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 ding. There's one. Okay. So you, you didn't think I was going to talk about this in this episode. You did not think that I was going to be talking about <clears throat> apparently not being good in bed, according to some women. It's subjective, right? It, it's a subjective thing. Okay. There's sexual chemistry. It's not like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you get the point. Like I have been explicitly told that by one girl before. Um and that's something that stings. That's something that stings when you get dumped hard because a girl tells you that you're not good in bed and you know that that's a part of it. Okay. So that to me stings just as much, I mean in a totally different way, but it stings the way that being called fat stings to someone else I'm sure okay this is the stuff that really hits us hard so like when I put it into that perspective it's like okay yeah if I'm sitting here thinking about what would happen if I had people coming up to me all day long and saying you know yeah hitting me with this stuff that apparently got me dumped or rejected in the past not only just you know like oh you sucking bad or whatever <laughs> it's really funny to be talking about this on a podcast i know that half of you out there listening are thinking the same thing you're some of you are very confident in your skills in bed and other of you are just like well yeah it's tough sometimes you know i'm not that confident it's i mean i don't know it's tough it's, it's tough to please women i'm sorry i'm just i'm just being real <laughs> anyway but um okay so the point is like yeah that would that would hit me hard depending on the circumstances if somebody was like really serious and they were telling me talking to me about my insecurities not just that one but i have plenty of insecurities um so that's something that we definitely need to keep in mind when we um you know, talk to people who are overweight or obese about this topic. And because ultimately it's like, it becomes a question of like, it's, it's criticism, right? I mean, it's okay. It's like, what kind of criticism do we want to receive? And we could get into, you know, like when is criticism constructive versus not constructive. But like a lot of times I feel like we think we want like really direct criticism. And I just don't know if that's always the case. Like I used to think that I always would just want like, like, no, if I'm doing something wrong, just tell me. But I don't know about that. I mean, because sometimes, like, when I receive certain criticisms, I'm just like, it, it really, I mean, it, it like, it really depends on the day, depends on my emotions, depends on the topic, but sometimes it can really hit hard. Um, and so, like, I think we really have to be careful, even if we think that we're like, oh, I'm mentally tough and whatever, you know, I can take any criticism. I just don't know about that. I don't think that many of us handle criticism well, especially if it's in an area where it really hits us and it really hurts. 
um, if it's one of those sensitive areas. So, I mean, that's a whole other whole other topic. But anyway, I mean, back to back to the fat shaming. It's like the the key is it's like okay, how do we present this topic if someone is overweight or obese? Okay, obviously, don't be an a-hole and, like, don't make fun of that person. Like, you know, if you're going to try to offer some form of constructive criticism, what is the best way to do it? Like, if you have a solution for that person, that's great. And I'm going to hit you with a couple solutions, I think, at the end here. But um, it's, 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 a, it's a big issue nowadays in society. Like, body image is a whole big issue in and of itself just because it goes both ways. You know, we live in the society now where we hear people saying, like, Oh, you know, dad bods, you know, a dad bod is better than a fit bod, you know, dad bod meaning like someone, a man is a little bit overweight, etc. Um, but, you know, I think in general, <laughs> I think the evidence will show that like women, for example, don't really actually want a guy with a dad bod. Um, they just maybe don't want a guy who's like super obsessed with, with his fitness, if that makes sense. Um, I think, I mean, it obviously depends on the woman as well, but, but the point is, is like in general, being fit is still valued. Um, but I think that a, a big problem though we have now is, well, a big part of it is on like, well, just like modeling in general, Instagram, this is both men and women. And I'm guilty of this because I've taken like pictures on Instagram where I look really shredded in the middle of the summer with my shirt off, with a tan, with my chest shaven, like I'm looking good, you know, looking sexy, right? The problem is, is this is not even like, this is not me, you know, 24, 7, 365. Like I look pretty good in general. It's not like I get fat in the winter, but like the point is like when I'm taking a picture on social media to post with my shirt off, it's usually a good one. It's usually when I'm maybe I'm three, four, five pounds of fat lighter than normal because I've been cutting a little bit and it's in the summer. And like I said, I'm looking good. And here's the thing. My pictures that I take on my Instagram are not even close to good enough to get like a lot of views and likes. Not even close because we got Greek gods and goddesses on there that may or may not be using filters. But like the people that are getting a lot of likes and stuff, it's it. they're just insanely shredded. It's insane to the point where it's not even really healthy. And that's that's a whole other thing is like, okay, what is a what is a healthy physique, all right? I mean, a healthy physique is, you know, for men probably between, you don't really want to go below like 8% body fat. Keep in mind, people that are like up on bodybuilding stages are like not healthy. They're like almost dying up there <laughs> when they get up on stage. But for men, it's like 8 to maybe 15, 16%. I mean, it depends. Percent body fat for women, it's you know, 20 to 30. God, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, it's higher than because women need to carry more fat than men. But the point is, is like a lot of times what we see is like the models are like very unhealthy a lot of times um, in the opposite direction. So, I mean, it's kind of about finding a balance for optimal health, right? Um, but with that being said, I... <laughs> Because, you know, I just, I have these little notes on this sheet that I was making. And one of the things that I was, um, I can't remember. I mean, did I talk about it at the beginning where I was said that apparently now obesity is going to become a medical diagnosis. And I guess the idea, I guess from what I've heard, the idea is that they're going to try to make it so that they could advertise pharmaceuticals and they could try to get people to take pills to lose weight. Right. Um, and essentially that by promoting the fact that obesity is a disease, which is, I guess, what they're going to try to start doing, 
they're going to make it seem as if it's more like unavoidable and it's like oh it's just something that you have you were born with genetically you know take this pill which you know we could get into the big pharma conspiracy theories but i'm going to avoid that here but anyway i mean i disagree with that idea i don't think that obesity uh i mean there's a, certainly a genetic factor that makes people seem to be more prone to it but it's definitely not something that you cannot avoid like we can avoid being overweight and obese and and here's how to do it i mean so here's my basic solutions number one focus okay focus on whole natural foods i've talked about this in other episodes try to avoid processed foods that's like kind of step one to just get your diet back on track now you know, you'll hear about exercise, move your body, blah, 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 blah. I've promoted doing resistance training, lifting weights as opposed to that much cardio. There's nothing wrong with cardio. It's good for our health, but it's not necessarily a good fat loss tool, uh, in my opinion. Now, sleep, okay? Sleep is huge. It's huge, okay? I think that just because of the effects it has on all of our hormones, all the hormones related to metabolism and the whole nine yards, sleep is huge okay so get your sleep right i've got other episodes on that now there's an element that talks about macro you know i could talk about macronutrients understanding how much protein fats and carbs you need things like that that's getting a little bit more into the weeds and it's someone who's a, wants to really get serious about this journey but how about this one how about your relationship with sunlight with natural light versus artificial light okay and the reason i bring this topic up is because we live in this artificial world where so, so many of our hormones get up and believe me, get, get up, get messed up because of being awake and asleep at the wrong times. As humans, we're designed to be awake during daylight hours and asleep at night in general. And believe me, from a lot of research that I've done and just anecdotally how my body feels, like when we are actually sleeping at night as opposed to staying up super late and being exposed to bright lights and you know really loud music or whatever or tv shows late into the night um actually sleeping when it's dark outside really really helps all aspects of our health and it makes a big difference i think um in your ability to lose some of that extra weight if you are overweight or obese um, so, I mean, the, the key solutions, like I said, natural food, get some movement, do some form of exercise that you like, uh, sleep, natural light exposure, understanding macronutrients would kind of be the next step. But um, there, there are definitely solutions to this, okay? There are definitely, definitely solutions. You know, being overweight or obese is not something that you need to just say, oh, well, this is just my destiny and maybe I could take a pill for it someday. I definitely disagree with that idea. In terms of, you know, fat shaming, it's like, you know, I guess the, the question would then becomes like, well, no, it's not like appropriate. It's never appropriate to, um, you know, to either discriminate against someone or uh, make fun of someone or try to humiliate them based on their body image. Then the question becomes like, what type of criticism is best, you know, and like, and this obviously would vary from person to person. Some people do handle criticism better than others. Um, and like how to present, you know, what you're trying to tell them when you try to help someone who needs to lose some weight. And um, I think the thing that I will say is we do live in a society, some people will say that we live in a society that's just gone soft, and I agree with that in a lot of ways, and I'm, I mean, I put myself into that category. I feel like I'm very soft emotionally a lot of times, very weak emotionally. I try to do things to improve upon that, but certainly got a long way to go. Now, the reason I bring this up here to end is because 
I do think we still need to be realistic. Like we can't. Number one, if people when people are overweight or obese, we can't we can't act as if it's not an issue because it's it is an issue. We're doing people a disservice if we're going to tell them, you know, oh yeah, it's totally fine if you're obese. Like, I mean, it's it's bad for your health. Okay, it's bad for your health. So we're doing a disservice by by promoting that idea that it's okay. All right, and then in terms of like how much criticism or or what type of criticism that's a really tricky one because ultimately i do think that for us to make a change in this life requires enough pain okay it, i mean if if you're not in enough pain yet you're not likely to make a change okay why do i in general do my hair a little bit better now dress a little bit nicer now and do a couple things differently when i'm dating now because I've been dumped and rejected because of not doing my hair that nice and because of not dressing that nicely and all that stuff that I was just talking about earlier. Not even going to get into sex, okay? Um, and I know it sounds silly, but this stuff is real to me because it's, it's hit really hard a couple times when I've been rejected and dumped, okay? Because I finally had enough pain that I said, you know what? I'm not getting rejected and dumped anymore based on my hair or based on the clothes I'm wearing. I'll buy a couple of freaking nice outfits and put some freaking gel in my hair, even though I don't really care about having gel in my hair. You know, I'll comb my hair in a nice way. It's enough pain to make a couple simple changes, okay? I know they're two totally unrelated topics, but the point is, is like we we do sometimes require a little pain, um, enough pain to make a change. So I'll leave you with that. Um, yeah, you can ponder on that to think about what then the best way to help someone or to help yourself is if um, you or someone else you know is overweight or obese. Um, all right, that's all I got for today.